Hey, it's 9.05, everybody. Wednesday night. Maybe I should have started a little bit early in case you decided to jump into uh, what I want to say. Uh, Will's show tonight. Bride uh, of Your Life has premiered uh, as of five minutes ago on Motor Trend TV. Of course, that should have Will Posey in it. I'm not going to be able to watch the show until after this. I did think about broadcasting and speaking and talking a little bit about the show and giving my narrative to it. But then I probably would sit here and it would go. You know, so you get a lot of quiet as I sit there and analyze things because that's how I work. I analyze things. You never get an immediate reaction out of me with anything, whether it's trying food, whether or not I like this color, whether or not I should be wearing Crocs. Things like that. I always have to think about it. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to us right now, there's no us. Derek's off tonight. Uh, he's uh, headed off to uh, Old Car Festival. Uh, you know, he does that every year. Uh, so you're going to get me tonight. That's kind of why I picked the uh, topic we've got tonight. Uh, and actually, the, t the title is, you know, Time Waits for No One or None. It's... Can't wait for Derek. Can't wait for anybody. We're going to do the show. Uh, so hopefully we get some listeners out there. Hopefully I don't bore you to death. Sometimes I know I get a little bit long-winded, but, you know, it's kind of like listening to one of the shows where I start talking and talking and talking and talking. You go, will you please shut up so I can hear Derek, so I can hear Will? <laughs> well, well, that's <laughs> – you're not going to get the relief of them tonight. Maybe we'll just, uh, you know, hit a button every now and then and make some, make some noise. So we could ask Derek what his bitch of the week is, but he's not going to answer. Hmm. We could ask the studio audience, do you have a bitch? No, I actually don't have a bitch. Actually, I do. Well, here, speak into the mic and what's your bitch? Well, not really, because it's really the ducks. <laughs> My bitch is the ducks. Your bitch is the what? The ducks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, this wonderful new location of the uh, studio. It's like being in Jersey. And there's this gang of ducks. You know, it's great living on a lake and overlooking it and got the balconies and all that kind of stuff. But it really felt bad. I got home from a huge road trip uh, uh, Monday night. And I'm driving into the parking lot. I'm coming up to the building. I'm like three buildings away. And the three ducks are out. And it's like seven o'clock at night. The and they're walking down the middle of the middle of the driveway or road, whatever you want to call it. It's a complete duck game. So I want to scoot off to the left. And they start moving to the left. So I turn the wheel to the right. And the car is barely moving. And they go to the right, and I go back to the left, and they go back to the left, and then I go straight, <laughs> and they go straight, and then I go back to the left, so it's not like they're wandering. They go to the left. I finally got around them and pulled up to the, you know, backed into my spot, and I gathered up the, the dog, because the dog went with us on this trip, and I open up the car door, and all three of the ducks are standing there quacking, 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 <laughs> scared the hell out of me, decided to walk into the house. <laughs> Yeah, popped out, opened the car door, ran into the house or up to the house and unlock it. And the ducks are coming after me. Da, 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 da. You know, and I opened the door and Cricket and I ran in real quick and shut the door. And I just kind of sat there and watched them on the people through the people. And then I got out the camp and watched them on the cameras until I left so I could go out and get my luggage out of the car. It's like, you know, you know, g give us some money, give us some food or otherwise we're going to, we're going to, uh, you know, Take care, you ass. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. Being too timed, being too timed. So, uh, Jason's commenting that uh, he's doing right of your life and the show. Maybe I should have had Jason do the <laughs> be on the show or something because I don't pay for Motor Trend. Even Will being on that. Uh, 
So I guess the Ducks are the, I, I don't want to say they're the pitch of the week because I do like them. They're kind of cute. They're, like I said, very aggressive. They're out there every morning. I've never seen them that late at night, but I was just commenting. I hadn't seen them in a few days. So, But we'll see here. We're going to jump into the quick little news briefs, but we're going to, between the news briefs, we're going to have a little sound. It's kind of like the old uh, books on tape. You know, you're in school. And that's the sound you're going to hear. Between, between each story, you're going to get... So that, that way, you know, there, you know, there's a clean break. Somebody says I have to work on my transitions, So we're going to use a button. I'm going to work on my transitions. Um, not even where to sure where to start. Nissan. Remember back in 86, the four door sports car, the Maximas, they were black with a wing and they were the replacement for your Porsche or your Lotus or your Ferrari or your Corvette because the Nissan Maxima was your four-door sports car. And it even had 4DSC on the, the rear quarter windows and stuff. Had it there for years. Um, the Maxima was introduced 42 years ago. So it be roughly, what, 1980? Um, sorry. In this world where we're going to SUVs and that, sedans are even dying, cars are dying, sports cars are dying. No more four-door sports cars. The The Maxima is dead as of the 2023 20, model year. It's kind of a sad thing to see go. I mean, they haven't been the greatest cars for the last few years. I mean, they've been a Nissan. But it's that little nostalgia from my teenage years when the four-door sports car. And I even remember, you know, it had to be one of my dad's friends, you know, bought it and discussed it as being the four-door sports car trying to make his family sedan sound cool. But I guess we have to say goodbye to the Nissan Maxima. Um, it's, uh, you know, 2023 is the final model year, so get your orders in. And um, you can't really say that it, I don't know. Did it really compete against the M series cars and the Mercedes AMGs? Nah, I'm not too sure. But see, neat sound effect. Why we change? Uh, yeah, Jason typed in there. Maxima four door sports car four SC DC. Uh, actually, it's four DSC because it's four door sports car, not four sports door car. But Uh, can't remember what was I going to say oh we played this sound clip so I was jumping in to uh, take advantage of your TV stardom while you can so you'll probably see the Will Posey auction in a couple of years but right now um, reality star Richard Rawlings is going to dump his collection and they're saying he's selling his car collection blah 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 you get your chance you know you know, Gas Monkey Garage, and there's a lot of little bits and paraphernalia and things like that. But he's keeping all the good stuff for himself, and he's just selling off, you know, some of the collection. But I'm not going to get too deep into it. We actually had an episode where we kind of discussed Richard. Oh, geez, that had to be in the first year of the show, so five years ago. And, you know, even though he's an ass on TV, we think he kind of I, I have a feeling he's a pretty nice guy probably should reach out to him now that we're a little bit more powerful podcast and see if we can get him on the show plus now he's going to be hawking his auction so he'll love to come on and tell us about the stuff that he's selling Ooh. um got a quick little article got a, we really got to get into the episode of snow lake lithium this is the snow lake owned by Warren Buffett uh, out in California um, where we're going to get U.S. lithium production for, uh, obviously, electric car batteries and probably really help this uh, tax credit thing that Biden signed into effect with the um, uh, Inflation Recovery Act or Whatever, whatever it was called, I'm not into too much politics, so I, I don't know. 
but they're saying they think there's at least enough lithium in the lake to power 5 million electric vehicles, and it can be uh, mined over the next 10 years, which is kind of interesting because here, we're here in 2022. California is saying by 2035 is basically against the rules to sell gasoline cars new. That's 12 years off. So I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't understand the time frames in, in any of this stuff. But 5 million electric vehicles, lithium mined in the U.S. Now, is it going to go to China to become batteries? Is it going to go to Colorado to become batteries? Is it going to go to, I, I don't know where it's going to end up becoming batteries. But at least it's going to be mined here and then probably shipped all over the world 18 times before it comes back here as a battery in whatever car. That's a couple of the headlines going on. Uh, I don't know why I have this one up. Uh, oh, just a brief thing. Full self-driving, which Elon Musk is promising us by the end of the year, which is really not level five, it's level three. Uh, has now been price has now been increased to fifteen thousand dollars. So, if you want to give Elon fifteen thousand dollars for a product that doesn't exist and hope his timeline's correct, uh, I guess you can. You can order full self driving for your Tesla. I'm sure we can. You know, automotive subscriptions over the air updates. I'm sure it can be added later on. I just don't. I don't. It's fifteen thousand when you order your Tesla, or it's probably going to be what twenty eight when if you add it on later. Uh, either way, it's a slight bump up from the thirteen thousand dollars he's been charging. Uh, I'm not going to get into too much else here. I've got some news here on Fisker and the NA, uh, uh, Highway Safety Institute uh, has changed the way they do side impact crash testing and. Guess what? Everything's failing it now. I don't know if they, you know, don't know if they went to SUV type thing in that. But we probably should jump over to the main topic. I was really looking forward to probably debating this out a little bit with um, Derek or Will. Well, uh, see here. What's up with the Apple's project type? I have not seen any news on that. Uh, the Apple Project Titan, I will, you know, we're not an EV show, even though we talk about EVs a lot. Um, we'll, uh, I'll check into that. It would only make sense that N Nissan's going to jump onto the bandwagon of electric trucks. I mean, the Ford Lightning's making an impact, even though, um, what do I want to say? Lightning is... Prices now have been increased, as have ever, had, when I talk about a sucky timing, that was Rivian. You know, Rivian came out, raised the prices of all their trucks uh, because supplies, you know, supply chain, et cetera, et cetera, demand, availability, cost of goods, had all went up. And they just got trashed for, oh, you're raising the prices of your cars, well, you know, what happened to your promises? Now, of course, Rivian's uh, misstep is they went to the people that had already ordered cars and said, hey, your cars are becoming more expensive. Now the misstep they've done is everybody that ordered base models is kind of SOL because they're not going to produce any base model trucks. But everybody else is doing the same thing now. Rivian was just first. Rivian got, you know, nailed for it. But Teslas have went up in price. The lightnings went up in price. If it's electric, it's gone up in price. Um, except most of these companies are only like if you order, if you've got an order in for a 2022 lightning, your price is held firm. You order a 2023, you get the new price. So at least you know in advance. And I also understand that the price of the 2023 uh, Mustang Mach-E is going up and you know, things like that. And then uh, is it Ford and I can't remember the other manufacturer have now made their leases closed in. 
so that if you lease one of the vehicles, you have to give it back to the manufacturer at the end of the lease. There's no lease buyout. There's no continuing. There's no, you know, uh, it's probably because of the uh, used car values that are out there right now. They're kind of protecting themselves. But what I was throwing out for the idea tonight for the topic and it's an article I got off uh, through Motor Junkie and kind of read through it, and it's just a little bit interesting to me, and it's 30 items. They list 30 items that we might not see in 2030 on our cars. Interesting. And I'd love to hear about it. there's, um, what do I want to say? Some of them are believable. Some of them um, I don't don't know. And I think some of them have actually went away um, in this work you know, already. You know, number 30 is antennas. I can't tell you the last time I saw an antenna on a car. <sighs> you know, my Transit Connect didn't have one. Um, and you'd think that, I mean, as base as it was. You know, everybody's got the little wings on the top of their cars, you know. Minnie's got one. Actually, it's got a little wing with a little, I think, antenna on top of it. So maybe that's classified. But, you know, we've got these little airfoils. I think eventually everything will be integrated into the, the roof of the car. And, yeah, you know, antennas definitely, they, you probably won't see them in 2025, even if you see them in 2023. I mean, they are, they're definitely on their way out. I remember my grandfather's Grand Marquis uh, station wagon is a 77 or a 78 power antenna, all that fun stuff. But it had this silver plate on the right on the right front fender that covered the antenna hole because the dealership had moved the antenna from the right fender to the left fender. That way, if you were listening to an AM radio when you drove by, and believe it or not, there used to be power lines up and down the side of a lot of highways and such, and they would interfere with your AM radio reception. And by moving it over to the driver's side, supposedly that helped reduce uh, that interference. Whether or not it worked or not, I don't know. Um, that Grand Marquis wagon that was for sale in uh, Fort Payne. I was just in Fort Payne today, and the wagon wasn't on the lot, so I guess the dealership has dumped it uh, or sold it to somebody, some lucky individual. Um, it had, still had an antenna on the right side, so I don't know what the dealership's thinking was. It seems like an odd thing for the dealer to do. We go on and we talk about sedans. They're saying sedans will be dead by... What did I say? 20, 2030. Can you really see sedans going away? That's, yeah, you know, four-door sedans. You know, 29 station wagons. Yeah, station wagons, they're kind of on the way out. I mean, about Subaru's about the only one left. I mean, BMW every now and then throws in a station wagon. Mercedes has a station wagon. But four-door sedans, I... Would have told him told me that two years ago. I'd have probably said, "Yeah, you're 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 nuts." But Ford doesn't have any sedans. General Motors is phasing out sedans. Um, you know, all in favor of SUVs, 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 CUVs, 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 and pickup trucks, pickup trucks, pickup trucks. Kind of tired of it. Um. Jason's asking, do I think um, wagons will make a comeback? No. No. Well, you know, diehard enthusiasts love wagons. Nobody else does, and nobody listens to us anymore. Uh, and I don't know. I, I don't mean, I like wagons. They're a neat look and such, but they are more impractical than SUV. You know, it's been said, we're on episode, what's my sign say, 227? It's probably been said 227 times that I'm a minivan, minivan fan. And a, a, a mini, minivan is the most 
practical vehicle on the road. If you want practicality, you want something that'll do just about everything except quote tow, um, the minivan's the vehicle for you. And I would like to see minivans make a stand and come back and be a little bit more popular, but a, you know, your neighbor's got an SUV. It's cool. Porsche is not building an SUV or, or excuse me, building a minivan. They're building uh, SUVs. So I think minivans will eventually fade away too. I mean, Chrysler's just about backed out. They just have the Pacifica. You have the Sienna, you have the Odyssey. And, you know, I think Nissan and Kia still make one. I don't know. But I really do think the family station wagon is probably on the way out. I mean, we'd love to see, a, you know, Magnum come back. We'd probably love to see... Um, What do I want to say? The Cadillac uh, CTSV wagon come back, but you know, I, uh, my guess is, yeah, I'm I'm totally thinking that station wagons are gone. This article mentions CD players. I honestly thought CD players were gone from cars years ago, but then I got thinking my. 18 Transit Connect had a CD player in it. And I was saying to um, Brandy the other day that I saw a Metallica CD at Walmart, three CD set, really freaking kick-ass Metallica hit songs. If you wanted if you wanted the best of Metallica, this was the set to buy. It was like seven bucks. And she yells at me that I impulse buy too many things. So I elected to leave it. I probably would have got away with buying that. But then I go, I don't own a CD player. I mean, I, my desktop here does have a CD-ROM, and I got some USB CD-ROMs for my laptops. But she, and then she said, my car's got a CD player in it, and then she's got a um, 19 Camry. And sure enough, it does have a CD player in it. I n- noticed it when we took it on the road trip this week. Very nice, you know, speaking of sedans and CD players and all that, very nice road trip car. Um, I can understand why Camrys are so popular. You know, good appliance of all vehicles. Hers is the appropriate white color. But uh, Why don't they make uh, performance editions for the guy that wants minivans and be cool because there's this thing called physics and the laws of physics really are tough to apply to a minivan. I mean, Honda's done it. I've watched um, Honda autocross a 600 horsepower Honda Odyssey a few years back. And then they did a pilot, you know, slammed them and all this. And the, the minivan, you know, full cage and things. But I don't think you can give, you know, Dodge has done the RT version of their caravans before. Heck, they even had a manual transmission caravan for a while back in the mid-80s. But I would think that a performance-tuned SRT version of the Pacifica and that mm, they they would sell a few but I think it would be a huge liability because like I said it, you know you, you say you you went ahead and threw a Hellcat into a Pacifica and there's actually a guy doing that right now after you know aftermarket somebody's going to try to drive that thing like you would a Challenger and then try to take a corner in a Pacifica the way you would a Challenger and, you know, end up with the shiny side side down. Boy, I wish I could say that. Shiny side down. And um, it just seems like a little bit of a... um, Just out of curiosity, Randy, what color was the um, 
Pacific at Will's Autocross. Was it black? With custom wheels. Yeah, Jason, there are a couple uh, SUVs out there that are performance editions. I mean, uh, they did bring back the Hellcat Dakota or bleh, Dakota uh, Durango for a second go around um, because they figured out how to. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, Randy. That was Yoder's. Yoder is fast in anything. Doesn't matter. Um, you could, you know, to be honest, um, I'm thinking here, you could probably give Yoder a 1988 Ford Fiesta and he could outrun half the things on the track. You know, I say bad things about Yoder all the time, but when it really comes to driving, he is, uh, like you said, he's not, he's fast. Um, You know, the only way he could be faster is if he lost a few pounds. (laughs) And he knows that. So, uh, matter of fact, I think he's told me that if he, you know, but, uh, so let's jump down here. This one threw me off. I don't know if I quite understand this one and maybe I'll just read it. Like I said, this is from motor junkie. Um, link will be in the show description. If you want to read the list and everything they say, but car batteries, The car battery, as we know it, is going to disappear in the not-so-distant future. The car battery used to be responsible for giving your engine the juice to turn over. Now, with electric cars having an entire battery system, there will be no no longer a need for that. Um, Car batteries are an expensive thing to replace, uh, so it'll be nice to have a dedicated system instead. It's already common knowledge on brand new vehicles that jumping another car will blow fuses. So automakers are going to ma- going to be reducing the usage of the old-fashioned car battery little by little over the next decade. There just won't be a need for something like that in cars of the future. Um, let's see here. Um, okay, car batteries are expensive. Batteries for electric cars and a whole electric car system is damn expensive. Um, yeah, you might not need the car, the traditional car battery to start in that in an electric car or a hybrid. But I question as long as gas powered cars are going to be here. And I think we're going to have gas powered cars for what is it? 2022 you're probably going to see those for the next 18 years. I mean, I'm thinking 2040, you'll probably still have one or two on the market. Um, And who knows when we go to hydrogen, you go to hydrogen cars, they're not going to be carrying these big, massive battery packs. If we go to hydrogen, you know, we haven't said electric is the end all and electric could be the stopgap to the next Next thing we do, whether it be, I mean, we know Porsche is working on a synthetic fuel and Volkswagen, well, Volkswagen is Porsche. So I don't, uh, who's the other one that's working on a synthetic fuel in a, bit, in a big way, uh, you know, with zero emissions. And then, you know, the, you know Toyota is pushing hydrogen. I've got a couple of articles on Toyota semis right now that are running around with hydrogen. So I don't know if we're going to see the car batteries. Um actually go away and then the line that in this article really got me it's already common knowledge on brand new vehicles that jumping another car will blow the fuses there has not been a person that has asked me to jump their car ever with the exception of billy mitchell that did not know that that were was not aware that traditional jumper cables car to car can not only blow fuses, can eat up ECUs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I carry a little thing. Uh, it's a little jump box thing. We've got it linked on our um, web page. Uh, it's yellow. I want to say my box w- said shell on it or something, 
but it's got wireless charging. You can sit your phone on top of it. It's got a jump box. It's got a couple of USB ports. That little thing works really well. I think it's $119 now. Um, fabulous little tool. That's You need to have something like that to jump cars with. And I was just looking at mine the other day. Uh, I'd actually forgot, and it had slid under my driver's seat. And, hell, it's been there for months. It's still almost at a full charge. And, you know, that's what I've always worried about is, you know, you get one of these things, you throw it in your car, you forget about it. When you go to need it, it's dead, too. I, I don't think I would hesitate to try to jump a car off with this thing still. And it hasn't been plugged in in probably over a year. I mean, it's been bouncing around my car just about since the time I got my car. So you need to get one of those. You know, like I said, check out the, the um, web page, look up our stuff, and we've got a couple of those things linked there. Um, spoilers. Shit, spoilers have been gone their way out for years. I mean, when the Ferrari 360 came out, that was all underbody aerodynamics. Everything's underbody aerodynamics now. Um, unless you're an Audi TT where they had to, they recalled all of the, you remember the, what, 98, 99s to put a spoiler on them because they get a little bit tail light. Um, you know, Porsche has, you know, the retractable spoilers and things. So I think they do exist. I still think there'll be, you know, there'll be still some use for them, but they will get less and less noticeable. I mean, if you see the uh, rear spoiler on a Panamera, it retracts nice and neat, but when it comes, it pops up at whatever, 45 miles an hour, 55 miles an hour, pops up, slides out, widens. I mean, it becomes a pretty aggressive piece, but, you know, we're, we're not wanting the picnic table spoilers anymore. Or, um, trying to think. Remember the old, I think in the 92 Camaros E28s, they had that kind of picnic table type spoiler. Oh, so that's going away. They say something about custom exhaust tips are going away. Well, if you get rid of a uh, the gas motor, exhaust tips probably are going away. I uh, can't tell you. I've never looked to see if Tesla even has like fake exhaust tips on their cars. And I know the new Ford Lightning doesn't because I reviewed a picture of it. So, yeah, exhaust tips might go away. But then again, you might, your cars are going to supposedly create artificial noises. Look at the new um, Dodge Charger. Not a Charger named Dodge, but a Dodge Charger, the actual car. It. Um, it's got an integrate. Well, it's got an integrated front spoiler that's all hidden. Um, unless you really, you know, kind of looking for it. I'm mean, when you're up against the car, it's very obvious. But it, um, you know, I could see that one having, you know, exhaust tips, you know, that are actually speakers or such. And I could see maybe maybe that's the new thing is you get kicker subwoofers for exhaust tips. Don't know. Well, you can slide on down superchargers. Yeah, if everything goes electric, superchargers are going to go away. Um, but superchargers, turbochargers, it each has its own advantage and disadvantage. Uh, you know, superchargers are a parasitic lo a loss of horsepower where turbochargers aren't. I think that's why you see those slipping away. I mean, the Mini Coopers, when they originally came over in the S model, they were all supercharged. Now they've all, everything's turbocharged. But you can, you know, turbos can are extremely efficient now. There's no turbo leg. You can tuck them in anywhere. Um, I mean, they do get hot, but, you know, I, I've seen turbos down into the, you know, under the intake manifold and the Vs of a motor. So, you know, they fit to me a lot better than uh, a supercharger. So I'm not too sure on that one. It doesn't, I don't think anybody would ever notice. They talk about diesel smoke chips. Haven't those already left? Or aren't we done rolling coal? I mean, um, I thought that and um, 
I want to say stance, but whatever that is, squatted trucks. You know, both of those are two things I've never understood. Jason's not liking the charger sound. <laughs> Thinks it's kind of a joke, but uh, don't know. I, I have not heard it in person, and I don't believe anything until I hear it in person. So, but so many cars have an artificial sound, especially in the interior anymore. Um, I, uh, who was I was talking to somebody yesterday. Day, I think it was. I might have been at the cigar shop and we were chatting about exhaust and that. And he and I both are in the same boat. Quiet. We like quiet cars. We don't like noisy, obnoxious cars. I always use the um, example when I had my V8 convertible pickup truck, I had a Corvette motor and a, my 90 Azuzu. It was as quiet as a Lincoln when it ran. I mean, you couldn't tell. It was a V8. It was, you know, you'd think it was a, the four-cylinder, six-cylinder Isuzu motor. But, and then that was part of the thing. It was kind of a sleeper truck. I always talk about being able to walk away from a Mustang 5-liter because it, you know, this 5-liter pulled up next to me and his girlfriend's looking at the truck and all of that. And it's a black and purple lowered truck, you know, quiet. And the only thing the 5-liter obviously has on me is it's going to go faster. Well, he also lost that uh, race off the line, too. So I felt really good. Never saw him again. So, but, you know, I guess, you know, when you're 18, 19, you know, you think you're going to, your car is going to fi find your girlfriend for you. Doesn't happen until you're 50. Traditional keys. Yeah, I'll probably say those are going to go away. I what did I drive? The rental car I had a few months ago actually used traditional keys still. Metal key you stuck in and turned. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything's going to be start with an app or probably some code you type into the dashboard. You know, things like that. Um, proximity things. You have your phone on you it's going to detect you it's going to have the bluetooth thing you push your start button and it starts even if it goes that far it could just actually when it detects you in the driver's seat say you push on the brake it might start the car for you uh, don't know that all could be safety things talk about side view mirrors going away that isn't going to happen until the government says it's going to happen and a lot of guys or car companies are showing cars without side view mirrors and cameras and such. Now, Elon might produce Teslas without mirrors just because, because he seems to do whatever he wants. You know, regulations be damned. Uh, famously, he um, uses a black button on a seatbelt. So it's all, all matches where... Just about every other manufacturer, you know, the seatbelt, the button on it's orange, so it stands out, can be easily found in a time of emergency. But then again, a Tesla, you know, when it's full self-driving, it should never get into an accident. <clears throat> Shut under his breath. So, yeah, I don't see side view mirrors going or side mirrors going away until... Um, um, the, the government gets on board with that. And we know how quick the government is. They just changed the headlight rules uh, 20 years after they should have. So 2030 is probably pushing it, but eventually side view mirrors will go away. Front grills, eh, by 2030, maybe they will have gone away. But, you know, Lexus seems to be going against that. Have you seen the new Lexus? Um, RX 500 or 600, the big, their big SUV, you know, the Toyota Highlander or Land Cruiser SUV, but with a Lexus badge, that's, that's got a grill that an old steam train would, you know, it's like a cow catcher on this thing. I'm not a big fan of the, the full grills, you know, that 
Audi started them. Lexus has went crazy with them. Toyota's all about them. Whether or not that means in eight years, those will all float away, don't know, or slide away, but we'll see. I mean, Tesla's removed the grills from their cars now. I mean, the Model S used to have a fake grill, and now that, you know, that's gone. Um, I mean, the new Ford Lightning still has a, a appearance of a grill. Um, yeah, I'm, that's another one, you know. Say what you wish. I don't think it's going away. Audible turn signals. I don't understand this. I've never driven a, I've, I've driven some nice cars in that, but they talk about that since most modern cars are using blind spot monitor, monitoring and such, that the car will activate the turn signal for the driver ahead of time. They never explain to me how the car is going to know I'm doing a lane change. I mean, I wander in my lane a little bit. Is it going to flip on the turn signal every time the lane departure warning, you know, activates? Maybe it will. That's warning people that I might be coming over, but half the time I pull back and that's just going to confuse anybody. It's like calling, well, if I'm going to make a lane change, I'm going to make a lane change. And then when I'm actually going to make one, they're not going to believe me because I, I don't track well in some cars on the road. But... I I would love for a, a car to be smart enough to activate its turn signals and, you know, warn me of an impending lane change or something. And, of course, self-driving cars, they should be able to handle that themselves when they're in full self-driving mode. But when it's still being controlled by a person, which maybe by 2030, you know, it's not mentioned on the list, maybe by 2030, steering wheels will be going away. Don't know. They might not be completely gone, but they might be going away. Uh, let's see here. AM, FM radios. Um, could not tell you the last time I actually listened to AM or FM. Yeah, I could. Probably about 2012, 2013. I used to listen to one of the local talk stations. Or I might be in somebody else's car for a short period of time. And at that I might listen to the radio then. But, you know, I think AM radio is pretty dead. I think, I think it's a Ford that's dropping AM radios. You're only going to get an FM radio now, which really sucks if you're an AM station. What's WKRP and, um, you know, WPIG in Cincinnati going to do. You know, they're both AM. Um, but, you know, it's big change. You know, terrestrial radios on its way out. Heck, I kind of, under my breath, kind of hope that XM Sirius <laughs> will disappear from your car by then, too. I'm not a big fan of XM or Sirius. Uh, and just, that's probably too political to get into, but. I disagree with how the companies were formed and how they played the F FCC or paid the FCC. Oh, quiet, 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 quiet. But, you know, everything's going to be streaming. You know, have it on your phone and, you know, why put a tuner in the car? And, you know, you'll connect your phone. If you want to listen to your local FM station, you go to iHeartRadio or Cumulus or wherever it's being broadcast and listen to it there. Um, it's just, you know, they go on to say headlight switches. Headlight switches could be going away in the next couple of years. Well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, what I really wish they would get is wipers on, lights on. If your wipers come on for more than three strokes, um, I think your headlights should turn on. Headlights also mean taillights. Uh, daytime running lamps, DR DRLs, those on in the rain don't count because when I'm coming up behind you, 
I still can't see you. You need your lights in the back just as much as you need the lights in the front. But headlights pretty much. I don't know if the switch, the switch might go away, but I'll bet you it'll be somewhere in a menu. In your damn touchscreen on your phone or excuse me, on your dashboard. Um, where are we going to? No, then they go on to adjustment knobs, and that's exactly what I was just saying. Is knobs are going away, buttons are going away in favor of your damn TFT touchscreens and dashboards. I love knobs. I love the tactile feel of a knob. I hate my iPhone. I loved my Treo. I never used a BlackBerry. I like the buttons. I could type without looking at the phone when I had my Treo. Thumb type you know, boom, 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 not even look at it, send a message, and everything would be eh, spelled correctly, you know, the best I can spell. Uh, put it, uh, Spelled the way I typed it in, not misspelled because my fat finger hit, you know, the D instead of the S or something, because there's no button to be sure I'm landing on the D, you know. So I, I'm not a big fan of the buttons and knobs and such going away, but they will. 2030 might be pushing it. You know, you're only seven model years out on that. Um, I'm not sure where the designers are. Hopefully we get a couple of designers on here. I really like to get the guy from Lucid. and Derek's working on a couple of them for GM just to see where they think some of this stuff's going and, you know, Will we still have some real buttons or switches in a car? Um, they say cigarette lighters. Um, I don't know if cigarette lighters are in cars in 2020. You get a smoker's package where they do give you a cigarette lighter that pops in. You get some sort of ashtray that takes away a cup holder. Um, it's really, you know, that's stink i mean ashtrays were nice they gave you a little spot to put change or gum wrappers or something and now you know we really lost that and it, sometimes it kind of bothers me um you know i had a smoker's package in my 06 dodge ram and i still got the little cup ashtray thing i did you know i bought the truck off the lot it came with the smoker's package um not that you know, I don't even smoke in my car cigarettes or cigars anymore. Um, and then, you know, of course, some high-end luxury vehicles. I'm sure Rolls-Royce is always going to come with a cigar lighter. Um, my box probably come with cigar lighters for backseat passengers. But this um, cigarette lighter is definitely going away. Um, they suggest here that the 12-volt volt accessory ports going away, which used to be where your cigarette lighter went, but they're saying the whole port's going to go away because there's no need for it. As your phones will be charging wirelessly, all cars will have wireless charging, things like that. There's a lot of things, you know, you get your little refrigerator, you get your little, you're going to need some sort of port to plug things into. Uh, you know, the, the new uh, Lightning, we'll use that as an example, does have traditional 110-looking outlets and converts, you know, has its own inverter so that, you know, you go from the whatever the battery is. I don't know if that's a 48-volt, 96-volt system or whatever the Lightning is to, you know, 110-volt current. But they're saying the 12-volt accessory port's going away. I'm not sure it really will. Uh, key fobs that kind of goes back to what we were saying about traditional keys. Um, yeah, I can really see those going away in favor of phone apps and such. I still think there will be a physical key for your vehicle somewhere, um, in case you break your phone. You know, how the, how the heck are you going to go get a new phone if your phone's broken and you need your phone to start your car or whatever? Now, it's up to you to remember where that key is or how, how the car operates. But, 
Yeah, I can see the phone controlling a lot of it. It seems cumbersome, though. They talk about halogen headlights going away and fully believable. Um, got LEDs in the Mini and absolutely love them. Um, expensive as hell to replace. And, you know, like I said, the uh, Department of Transportation has now signed off on going to these multiple headlamps, you know, Porsches at Porsches are actually set up with them. Audis are actually set up with them, and they're assumed to be activated, where they basically be as bright as they possibly can be. And then if it senses oncoming traffic, it's going to dim the appropriate bulbs so it doesn't affect the oncoming driver, but still allow you as much light as possible in that. So, yeah, LEDs are coming here. I pray that by 2030, there is no halogen bulbs. I would really like no halogen bulbs on the road, period. Everybody retrofits and puts stupid aftermarket LEDs in their car. But just DOT approved. Hydraulic power steering, yeah, that's pretty much eliminated already. Also, you know, saves you on the weight, um, leaks, etc., one that really bothers me, they say that the rearview mirror will be gone by 2030. Don't care. Always should be a rearview mirror because they're saying your car is going to park itself. You know, still got to back out of the driveway. You still might need to back down the road. You, it, Yeah, you'll have a backup camera in that, but I like mirrors. Go back to losing the, the side view mirrors. I like mirrors. Um. While I use my backup camera, I use my mirrors, too. To me, they work hand in hand. Um, and, yes, I'm aware that backup camera is fabulous. I mean, you know, they're spot on usually. You know, the, the guidance features some of them have. But I think, you know, I think you need a, you know, a rearview mirror. I mean, even going down the interstate. If you're not a full self-driving, et cetera, et cetera, you've got to glance in your mirror every now and then to get a feel of traffic behind you, to be aware of your situation. Um, if it's a camera, you're not going to have the rearview camera on broadcasting the entire trip. They just don't do that. Uh, so I hope the rearview mirror doesn't go away. They talk about rearview uh, you know, the little switch that they have, a little lever that for, you know, blinding you with brights behind you and that going away. Yeah, I don't understand why all rearview mirrors aren't that self-dimming automatic thing by now. And cars are expensive enough. Let's take care of that. They talk about manual seat levers going away. I don't believe that either. Um, you get it into the backseat of a, a two-door coupe, which probably will also be gone by 2030. You know, pop that handle forward, the seat moves. When you got to do it power, you sit there and wait for, you know, 25 seconds for the seat to move forward and then the seat to, you know, another 25 seconds for it to move backwards, etc. I think we'll still have some sort of manual levers on some seats. Where are we getting to here now? Um, oh, spare tires. This one pissed me off the way they worded it here. Um, let's see here. The donut, um, as drivers like to call it, spare tire. Uh, you don't want to be the one stuck on the side of the highway changing a spare tire. You know, automakers are working on ways to eliminate the spare tire. My car has run flat tires. Um, love them. I mean, I've had some flat issues for some reason. And I've had to replace two cars on, on or two tires on this car because I've run over something. And well, run flats aren't repairable. Um, I have Hanuk H four twenty six with three letters after it. I don't know, $170 a tire, I believe now. 
$180 a tire. I don't know. I just ordered two for the, the mini and they'll get put on them hopefully this weekend. A little over 400 bucks. You know, for 16 inch tires, um, you know, run flats are expensive, but I don't think they're the end all because there are issues where you can get a a run flat can destroy itself and then you're stuck. Um, you know, but prior to that, I mean, my 2012 Hyundai Veloster didn't come with a spare. And at the time, it was a brand new car to the market with a kind of a custom tire for the car. Nobody stocked a tire because I ended up with a big, one of those big bubbles in the side of the tire. And actually, that showed up around 4,000 miles. They claimed it was me. I claimed it was a tire defect. And because the dealer couldn't get me a tire for two weeks. And what was I supposed to do? Rent a car for two weeks was their answer. You can leave the car here and we can set you up in a rental. Mm, I ended up driving with that bubble on the sidewall until 17,000 miles or something, which if it would have, if it would have went out in a controlled situation, now I'm there with a flat with, um, you know, no spare. Um, I was on a car club drive a few months back and we had a, there was a road issue and it created five or six flat tires. If it was one flat, it might add maybe the driver, but five or six flats. Mm, and most of the people were on their run flats and it got them to the tire shop 15 miles away. And But uh, run flats are great. Like I said, I've had this tire issues and I, you know, fill up the tire with my little portable air pump and go drive and, you know, get to that place and then fill it up again to go to the next place because I'm really not worried about low tire pressure because I know the car is going to sit on the sidewall. I know car and driver did a um, test when the run flats were fairly new and they drove highway speeds in a Corvette. I think it was one of the front tires, like the left front. Um, highway speeds in a Corvette for 7,000 miles on that run flat, which I'll go ahead and say here. I mean, there's, we all know the person who has a thousand miles, 2000 miles on their compact donut spare too, and has it on the front of their car. So the differential, you know, front of their front wheel drive, the drive axle. So you're getting, you know, gear wear and everything else, but they just don't care. But yeah, run flats are on their way. They are getting better. Um, they're much more comfortable tires than they were a few years back. Uh, number six, they say engine bays will be gone by 2030. Nope, wrong. We'll still have gasoline-powered cars in 2030. Engine bays going away, that kind of gets back to where we were talking design, things like that. As cars become electric or as cars go to alternative fuels that process the fuel differently or whatever, engine bays will change. I don't, don't think they will entirely go away. Even in a full electric car, you need to have some sort of access panels or, you know, to get to, it won't be engine as we traditionally think. Hubcaps, duh, when's the last time we really saw hubcaps? Except when we're walking right down the Walmart clearance aisle. Because <laughs> they're being... Um, it's clearance. They actually go on in this article to say backup cameras will be gone uh, by 2030. Can't believe that one either. Um, kind of neat, you know. Unless the car is full self-driving and you take away all my mirrors, I'm going to need a backup camera. And they also throw this one back to the cars will be able to park themselves. So there won't be a, a need for a backup camera because the car will be parking itself. But what about when I'm backing out of my driveway and the kids are playing or the dog? How... Am I necessarily going to know it's there? Yeah, the backup alerts and whatever, but 
I, I don't put as techie as I am and in this studio I'm sitting in with the thousands of dollars of equipment and buttons and monitors and everything. I don't, I'm don't 100% trust tech. And I like a little bit of backup to that. They say sunroofs will be gone. Well, it just, that that's just depending on your terminology, you know, panoramic roofs are what's going to replace it. And if pretty much taken taken over from sunroofs it all depends you know if you can put a glass top or glass panel in for a roof really i don't like sunroofs i don't care you know again my mini has one i pop it up every now and then i forgot my sho even had one i 100 percent forgot my f-150 even had one every now and then i go oh i got, hey, i do have a sunroof Waste of two thousand dollars anytime. Fog lights, fog lights should go away anyway because Americans don't know how to use them properly. You know, they talk about making them brighter and brighter and brighter. Well, fog lights aren't the brighter fog lights get, they don't work because they reflect off the fog. Why didn't you just use your headlights or your brights in that case? Fog lights are supposed to be aimed in a slightly different way and dimmer, and yeah, so they probably need to go away also. Let's see here. Jason's commenting that automotive section of stores now are mostly fuzzy dice and seat covers and a lot less oil filters and spark plugs. Yeah, very, very true. Um, they also, a lot of those um, windshield shades, you know, so keep the sun out of your car. You see a lot of those. And their number number one thing that's going to go away, headlight wipers. Headlight wipers are required by law in some European countries. Uh, so, again, now you got to get the government involved to change that. Um, why are they telling me they're not going to be needed? Uh It's really not telling you why. Headlight wipers are actually, are usually high-level luxury vehicles. You'll often wonder what these are. The original intended purpose was for driving through muddy conditions where the mud covers the headlights. To the average city dweller, these wipers are seldomly ever used, especially in drier climates such as California. Headlights get dusty, they get dirty, they get spray on them. Yeah, they get, you know, that's why they're required. I don't know if headlight wipers will go away. I would almost bet you're going to see some sort of thing for some of the cameras that will help cl clean the cameras because a muddy camera is not going to function very well. I mean, and Tesla, that's all it uses is cameras. It doesn't have LiDAR or anything. Um, Musk doesn't believe in it. You know, all of a sudden you go through all this mud and all the cameras on your Tesla are covered. I don't think it can drive itself. I don't think it can operate. Now you can't see see backwards or forwards or, back, you know. Um, yeah, I think you're actually going to see slight modifications of headlight wipers. But... Like I said, that's just my quick breeze through these 30 things. I'll put the list up in the show notes. Uh, NoDrivingGloves.com in case you're going to you know, want to buy us a coffee, see back episodes, check out some of the uh, products that we suggest. The, you know, It's everything you know, Will and I and Derek have used, and I don't put anything up there that I haven't, you know, haven't tried. Uh, some of the listeners I know have bought things off of there. You know, it's another way of helping to give to the podcast uh, without really giving the podcast. But that's your long-winded one hour and 10 minute show. Well, one, I guess we start at five after, so 65 minute show with me. Um, 
like I said, nodrivinggloves.com. Be, if you don't subscribe to the Facebook page, you might want to do that. Derek's talking about doing some live streaming from Old Car Festival. We might even try to mirror the um, Henry Ford stream to our page so that you can hear Derek announce. He announces at Old Car Festival and discusses the cars that are driving by and being presented. And he's actually going to be gone through for he's gone for a long time, I believe. Uh, Detroit uh, Concours also. And hopefully we can get some live coverage from that. So the next two weekends, there could be a little bit of live stuff popping up. Uh, we had hoped to have Will call in sometime tonight, tell us how the show was going, because they were doing a um, watch party. It's a Pigeon Forge with this weekend for a hot rod show. I can't remember. But it was a... Um, we didn't get him, obviously. I didn't think so. He'd be way too busy. Yeah, he's a TV celebrity now. Forgot all of us. But like I said, join the Facebook page, you know, follow the YouTube page, watch the the um webpage. Uh hopefully we, you know, Derek gets some things out there. Working on an interview show for next week, so you don't have to listen to me babble for another 60 minutes all by myself. We'll see where we go. And I thank everybody for sitting here and listening and listening to my little tirades about uh, things that may go away because time waits for none. That will be it for tonight. Thank you, uh, all you viewers and listeners. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>